Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Iron Brew Podcast. Brad Mel, Matt Blanchard, Matt Ellis. Well, it's the episode that's been coming for a, a long time, really, isn't it? Um, in many ways, almost since we started this podcast, this is something that's not just happened this season. It's been two, three, four years in the making. Um, but after 72 years, Scunthorpe United have lost their Football League status and will be in the non-league next season. So, like I say, it, it's it's been coming, hasn't it? Every I, Everybody I know sports Scunthorpe has accepted it. And I don't think anybody genuinely thought we'd stay up this season. But now, mathematically, officially, it has happened. What's your reaction? Yeah, I think you're right with that. I think, um, you know... I was thinking about this earlier on and we've been saying, as you say, from, from the very start of, of this podcast, sort of last three years that, um, and you know, it seemed a long way off then when we were in league one and kind of um, towards the bottom of league one. But I think we all, you know, we, we could see it coming a mile off. And, you know, I think the most disappointing thing is that there's been time to kind of stop this and, and to, to try and turn things around and it's just got worse and worse. And you, you're exactly right with that. Um, you know, it's been coming for a long time. And, you know, we we saw it at the start of this season. We, we thought, you know, it was only a matter of time. Um, it's just the way it's happened. You know, we, we've become the whipping boys, really. And it's it's just difficult to watch. You know, every, every game could be four, five, six, seven, you know, could have been eight maybe yesterday if, if Leighton Orient have taken all the chances. And, you know, it's it's just, we've not gone down with, with any fight. Um, just down with a whimper really I mean I wouldn't even say a whimper you know we've, we've just rolled over and um, yes the players probably aren't good enough we've known that for a while but unfortunately you know it's there's just nothing there um, we just don't know kind of where, where to begin with it really we, we're kind of in, in a in limbo now um, with, with Swan looking to sell the club obviously until that happens I don't see how the club can plan for, for moving forward um, I think you know yes it was I think it was obviously everything was confirmed yesterday, but you're right; it was it's been on the cards for a long, long time. It's, it's obviously no surprise. We've sort of been dying for the past sort of six months to a year, haven't we? Really, it's, it was always going to be a bit of a strange one because it's not like kind of one of those relegations where you know you could have stayed up if you won another game or you've lost it on the last game of the season. Um, you know, it's it's been I don't know a dodgy refereeing decision. The the the, the, the truth is, you know, we, we've just been you know we've, we've not been performing at a, a league level or a professional level for a long time now and um, that that's kind of just just been pretty much what happened at Orient it's what happened pretty much every, every kind of game in recent memory to be honest we've, we've just not done anything that a normal football league club would do you know we've not turned up we've not come competed in any way we've not defended we've not tried to score you know nothing it's just been a joke we're almost like a club that are a team that's kind of won sort some sort of competition to to pet to play in a professional game really and and it's been like that for most of the season and for the past sort of like two or three months we've just been a you know a complete laughing stock and, and you know pretty much every game we've played we just kind of knew from the off outset that we weren't going to get anything from it unfortunately and it's um you know it's it's yeah it's, it's as you said Matt we've not even gone down with a whimper we, we've just sort of disappeared off the face of the earth um, we've just sort of dissolved, haven't we? You know, um, and um, the, the the team, the club, put up no fight whatsoever. Like it, it didn't really give a shit that it was going to be relegated after seventy two years. You know, the the town lost a, it is losing a huge kind of community asset in terms of a football league club. And most worrying of all, we are, as you said, completely stuck in limbo. And that is sort of. Probably the the kind of the worst thing about it, really, because there is seemingly no direction, and, and obviously there's going to be no investment until Swan goes um, from anybody else. There's going to be no <clears throat> a lack of interest from from fans while Swan remains the owner of the club, and we can't plan, um, we can't budget um, really effectively. 
um, for what is going to be a very difficult season next season. Um, so unless um, kind of the ownership situation is sorted out in the next sort of two or three months max, you know, really we're looking at relegation again next season. Yeah, let's come on to Swan and ownership uh, in a minute because obviously there's stuff's gone on with that recently, which we'll have a chat about. But you mentioned there, Matt, and I said it at the start, you know, 72 years of being a football league club, let, even though there is inevitably about it, let, let's just focus on that for a minute because the National League's changed, hasn't it? There's big, big clubs down there. There's big money there. It's still a very significant point in this club's history, isn't it, that we have lost football league status? Yeah, with, without a doubt, um, you know... I- in the back of, I don't know, you're kind of clinging on to the fact that, you know, we, you'd hope that we, we might just be good enough. Sort of at the start of this season, we knew the players that, that had been brought in were not great. But I don't know, you were just hoping that there may be a couple of teams worse than us. And, and you know, League Two is a very poor league. And, and you look at the National League, as you say, teams have kind of strengthened. Um, they're spending big money, sort of the teams that are spending the same amount as League One teams, um, you know, on, on players. Um, so it's going to be very difficult for us to compete. Um, whether the salary cap comes in, I don't know, that's all up in the air, who knows. Um, but these these clubs have got sort of squads in place um, that, you know, you're looking at it and you're looking at sort of the majority of League Two. I think, I think you could probably put at least the top half of the National League into League Two. And I think they'd all pretty much be OK and, and survive. You look at the clubs that come up, um, very rarely going back down in, in the same direction. So, um, yeah, it, it's massive for us. It's just, um, you know, a, a massive um, failure, really. You know, I think everyone, more or less everyone, remembers Scunthorpe United as a football league club, you know. And and it's just a shame it's it's happened like this. As as we said earlier, you know, it's it's been going on for the last three or four seasons. Um and there's been there's been ample opportunities really to try and stop that slide and it's just not happened. And you know, we, we saw it coming a mile off. I think the fans could see it coming, but unfortunately, you know, the board just, just haven't been able to do anything about it or, you know, it, whatever they've done hasn't been enough. Um and you look at the table now, I mean, it's not just the fact that we're going into the National League. Um, you look at the table, you look how far adrift we are. And, you know, there's there's a very good chance that's going to get even worse between now and the end of the season. Minus 50 goal difference. I mean, that is absolutely diabolical. And you look at it, I mean, in the past sort of two or three seasons, the amount of, sort of games we've managed to win, I don't think there's a sort of a, another team out there that's that's in that kind of form you know Southend were but then you know they've, they've turned it around a little bit this season um, and I think we must be if you look at kind of across the leagues we must be one of the worst sides form wise um, over the last couple of seasons so it's it's been coming we know it's been coming um, and yeah I think um, everyone's kind of resigned to it from, from a long time ago really at the start of the season a couple of months in you could see what was coming well, that, that's an interesting thing, actually. Let's just pick up on that because the sort of collective reaction that I've seen has it's more been a little bit like this. It's sort of somber, you know, acceptance. We we knew it's coming. What about anger? Where are you on the sort of anger scale about this? Yeah, it is. You know, I think everyone is. Um, but again, as you say, because it's been coming for so long, and we we kind of I suppose. Um, you're a bit numb to it now, I think. Obviously, you, you're angry. Everyone's upset. You know, disappointed that it, that it's happened. But, but yeah, it's there is sort of because we've kind of accepted that it was coming, and um, yeah, is at the moment anyway. Obviously, yesterday after the game, you, you, you're angry. You're you're upset with it. Um, but yeah, there is that numbness for me. You know, I still going to games, but you know, it's. I think Monday will be interesting in terms yeah. of how, how does it respond at a home game, at the next home game? Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be, be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, we saw a little bit of trouble at, at the last home game, obviously the protests, stopping play, things like that. But I think the club have, have got the grassroots day. Um, mm-hmm. So they've got some kids down from the schools and things like that. And it would be a shame if if something like that you know, were, were interrupted. Um, but I do think between sort of now and the end of the season, you're looking at that Hartlepool game, I think we will see you know, if, if anyone bothers to, to turn up, I think we're going to see those sort of protests again um, and, and kind of interruptions to the game and things like that. Because I just think that's where, where people are at the moment with it. 
although Swan has said that he's he's speaking to parties and actively trying to sell the club, I, I think there's a growing number that you know that they're either not going to go or they're not going to kind of let let these games um, play out, especially the home games play out when when he's still at the club, and I think that's that's just where we are. Um, and I think, unfortunately, until the sales complete, um, you know, we, we're going to see that more and more unrest, really, from the fans, unfortunately. Well, should we just... Let's, I'll tell you what. Let's have a little look at the um, statement, if you can call it that, um, because I think it, it comes in here. Um, you know, they, obviously, they tweeted yesterday that full-time, 3-0. Um, there was no acknowledgement of relegation yesterday. There was a statement put out earlier on today. I, I might as well read it because it's not going to take long. Uh, it's from Lee Turnbull, who, again, I think we can come on to discuss in a minute. It says, following the disappointing results at Leighton Orient, relegation to the National League was confirmed. After 72 years in the Football League, we must now prepare ourselves for a new dawn, a new era, and focus on the future on and off the pitch. The next few months will allow us the opportunity to move the club forward and provide a platform to build towards next season. And and that's it, you know. And I think, I think, I think it's a difficult situation for them. I can see that whatever they put out, they're going to get comments. You know, if they put out some sort of thing saying, "Okay, this this is how sorry we are. This is what's happened," I bet a lot of people would be like, "Okay, that's just words. It doesn't mean anything." Because as you say, while Peter Swan's in charge, I think you're going to have a certain set of that fans that won't accept literally anything that come out of the club. Having said that, we needed more than this. Yeah, I, I agree. <clears throat> I mean, any statement was uh, was kind of going to be jumped on, on on social media, given the fact that we were um, obviously relegated yesterday. But I just think that one kind of falls short of the um, sort of, I don't know, sentiment that's expected kind of from fans who've seen their kind of, you know, their their, their hobby, their, um, their football league club disappear, really. Um, and um, I kind of tweeted earlier just saying it was kind of a statement that sort of befitting our current plight, really, you know, absolutely and completely inadequate given the gravity of the situation. Um, but, you know, what we've come to expect from the club, um, their PR is um, dog shit on the best, you know, on the best day. You know, it's, it's, it's dreadful. Um, it, it's never been very good. Um, that was terrible, um, you know, and, and obviously this is supposed to be from a... Um, a figure who is, you know, Scunthorpe United through and through, um, really long history with the club, um, Lee Turnbull, and um, it just seemed like um, a bit of a pathetic statement, to be quite honest. Um, but, you know, what what can we do? It, it, it's irrelevant, really. It, it doesn't really kind of mean anything. It's just kind of nonsense. Um, the real talking is, is you know, if the club can manage to kind of change the ownership. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, obviously, Lee's in a very difficult situation, uh, only been in the building a couple of weeks since he's returned. Um, and, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be Lee Turnbull at the minute. That's, I think he's got a hell of a lot on his plate. And unfortunately, I don't think it's come across in, in the right way, to be honest. I think it, it's come across, you know, a little bit sort of um, out of touch with, with how the supporters are feeling at this moment in time. I think everyone just expected a little bit more, as you say, Matt, especially from Lee, you know, he, he kind of, he always comes across as a decent bloke, and and I think from what he said uh, when he was on the radio, things like that. You know, he, he wants to get fans involved. He wants to kind of um, try and get them back on side, if you like. I just think it was sort of a for me. It was well, we better put something out. Let's just knock something together in two minutes and and press send. And I think that that's how it felt for me. And I was I was a little bit disappointed. I, I would have expected a bit more. Um, you know, I know it's it's a difficult situation because he, he he can't really say anything about the takeover that that's that's going on. Um, you know, there, there's not a lot he can say, but I thought it was very sort of you know straight to the point, and and that's it. And you know, I think it, it just missed the the target really with um, with a lot of fans. Um, so yeah, it was disappointing, um, but you know, I, I can kind of understand. There's not a lot he can say at, at this moment in time. Um, obviously, when when things do happen, and, and you know, if a takeover happens, then obviously, uh, I'm sure he'll give us some more information um, as and when. And I know he did meet the fans yesterday. Some fans in the uh, the pub round from the ground. So you know, that's I think Neil was there and and Lee. So that's you know that's positive. And I think he was, he was speaking to um, you know fans about certain certain things um, and that's good you know I think there might be a fans forum coming up as well so I think that that kind of uh, opens the, the conversation up again between between the fans and sort of the board but um, but yeah it, we needed more I think and uh, unfortunately 
it's, as you say, Brad, I think whatever the club put out at the moment, um, you know, there's always going to be people slagging it off. Um, but I think on this occasion, um, they're probably right to do that because, you know, it just, just wasn't enough and it was a bit inadequate given the, uh, the gravity of the situation. Well, you mentioned Neil. Um, he sent us a statement earlier on, didn't they? So I will read it out. Um, obviously, I think it will need to go out in writing as well, if that's coming from the sort of um, his capacity as fan director, uh, because obviously, you know, not everybody's going to be listening to this. Uh, but this is from Neil, sent to us earlier on. It says, first and foremost, as a lifelong fan, I, like you, am hurting right now. It's a relegation which is hard to take. As a director, I just need you to be reassured that players, staff, directors and everyone connected with this club is hurting too. We need a time of reflection on what has happened and then to take a positive steps towards next season. We will be planning to ensure that we bounce straight back. Unfortunately, we just haven't been good enough. Together as fans, it is important that we undertake together this journey to get this club where it belongs, back in the EFL. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's the sort of stuff that's... I was anticipating a little bit more from the club, but you know, that that's sort of what it is. Um, thank you, Neil, for sending that through. Um, right. Shall we, let's go to Turnbull actually, because we haven't talked about this. So obviously a significant thing that Peter Swan has stepped aside as chairman, he obviously still owns the club at this stage. Uh, what did you make of Lee Turnbull coming back? Obviously he's given up a job to do this, hasn't he? He was at Peterborough. It, I, I don't know. It seems, it seems an odd one to me. Yeah, I think you're right, because obviously he'd only just gone to Peterborough as well. I think he'd only been there a couple of weeks. Um, and I actually I heard about this a couple of couple of nights before it happened. And I, I, you know, I'd been tipped off about it. And I was thinking, surely not. I just, I just didn't think that that was going to happen. Um, you know, I just, I couldn't see it because of obviously what happened before. He'd obviously left, um, made redundant, if you like. And then obviously Will Swan came in a few months later to, to sort of fill that role. Um, yeah, for me, I, I just, it was an odd one, really. Um, however, you know, I think he, he probably, you know, his connection with the club, he probably just wanted to come back and help. And, and you know, fair enough. And, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I was with you, yeah, exactly the same as you. I was just thinking, very odd move. Um, and you're just wondering whether potentially that he's had some kind of contact with, with whoever whoever is looking at buying the club and um, maybe he's sort of part of the deal and, and he'll be in place if if and when a takeover does happen. Um, so it might be that he's acting as, as a bit of a middleman at the moment. You know, we don't know. I mean, we can we can speculate all you like. I mean, one thing is is for sure, you know, Lee is Scunthorpe United through and through, isn't he? He's, he's been there at the club. He's, he's had so many roles at the club. But yeah, I am surprised to see him back. Um, particularly sort of the way he left um, and, you know, decent job at Peterborough um, Championship Club uh, with, with obviously Grant McCann, Cliffy Byrne. Um, so to leave that so soon, you know, there's got to be more to it, I think, than, than just coming in as a temporary basis. I think it, it must be or he, he must see it as a long-term or been given reassurances that it will be a long-term post. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I find it quite bizarre, actually, um, to be honest, um, from, from where I'm kind of sat. As, as, as you said, Matt, he was, he's made, made redundant by the club to replace by be replaced by um, Swan's um, son and then leaves Peterborough after being there for a few weeks. And and, and the kind of situation is we've, we've got a kind of an owner who's trying to sell and, and the, a chief operating officer who was um, ahead of recruitment a few weeks ago. So, um, you know, um, for, for all intents and purposes, um, it looks like we're up shit creek without a paddle, to be quite honest. And, and I found it very, very strange um, when that was announced. And, and, and that's the kind of just, just the way it is that's that's a cold light of day that's where we are unfortunately at the minute um but as you said um Matt you know he's you know he, he's he's got a long-standing affinity with a club but you know um I, I assume that was kind of I don't know damaged if you like when he was made redundant to be replaced by um a member of the the Swan family so um it's, it's all very very strange um and and this isn't how you run a football club is it come on let's the timing of it as well if you think back the timing of it <laughs> it was it was only about a week or so was it if i remember right after simon left as well do you think that sort of played a part in in anything because obviously there was a big sort of backlash to simon going wasn't there i don't know i mean we don't know what goes on behind the scenes <laughs> um obviously simon not really said anything since since he left and i'd expect that really i think we mentioned at the time you know he 
we're probably going to see a statement from the club saying he's he's left and and thanks for his time, you know, that he spent at the club this season. That's exactly what we got. You know, it's never going to turn into a sort of slanging match, I, I don't think. And, you know, we'll, we'll never know really what happened there. Um, so, you know, we, we whether that's... Yeah, it, it was odd timing because, you know, you look at it. But I do think, I mean, there were people speculating, saying, well, you know, Simon would have been good for that role. Um, I honestly don't think Simon had the time to dedicate to that. You know, you need someone in, especially with the club as it is at the moment, you need someone in there full time. Um, and obviously Lee comes in and is able to do that. And I know, you know, I saw the, I think it was the Peterborough uh, newspaper and it was sort of Peterborough scout now, Scunthorpe chairman. And you you think, you look at it like that and and when you kind of see it laid out like that, you think, what the hell's going on? But I I do think he has some really good qualities. I think he was there, you know, with the um, soccer school, community schools, you know, that that kind of thing. He was kind of running that, wasn't he, for for quite a long time. So he has got experience in, in running sort of, um, organisations um, and he does know the football side and, and you know, you'd like to think he, he might have an input on signings moving forward and things like that. Um, but yeah, it was it was all a bit bizarre, but I think he has got the best interests um, of the club at heart and, and hopefully, you know, obviously, as I said, he spoke to fans yesterday. There's a fans forum coming up, I believe, in, in the not too distant future. So I think between, um, between Neil and Lee, I think there is going to be a bit more engagement with the fans moving forward, which is what everyone's been asking for. So I think that's going to be a positive. Um, but yeah, we'll just have to see how he does. Um, but he knows the club inside out. You know, he, he knows the game. And, you know, he's done similar. I think, again, um, I don't know if it was Chesterfield. He went in at Chesterfield for a short spell and, and maybe one, one or two other clubs. Um, so he's, he's definitely got some experience. And, um, you know, wish him well with it because he, he always comes across as a decent guy. Um but, you know, you just don't know where it's going to go. If new owners come in, will they want Lee um, long-term? Who knows? Um, you know, I think that you probably do need someone in that role um, or, you know, a similar role if, if you're not kind of football, football-minded, football if you like. Because obviously a lot of these owners that come in, they're, they're not football people. Um, they've got the money, but, but there's no interest sort of in the the football as such, obviously we want to see the team win, but they're, they're not getting involved in, in, in that kind of thing. And I think Lee will be good for the day-to-day running of the football club. As I say, he knows it inside out and, and that's where his expertise will come in. Um, but yeah, who knows? I mean, it might be short-lived. It might not. We'll have to wait and see. But I think, again, it all hinges on what happens um, with the takeover. And I know you said, Matt, uh, we, we ideally need it in the next couple of months. Um I mean, for me, you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, if I honestly don't think that they're going to get anywhere near the amount of season tickets they, they are hoping for. But you look at it and, and that money is going to be massive in terms of the budget for next season. And I think if we're going to do anything next season and we're going to have any kind of um, you know competitive side, I think it needs to be done earlier than that. Um, I think you know it's, it's probably best for, for all parties now, but if it wasn't done by sort of the end of May, I'd be getting a little bit worried because, you know, you, you're looking at June as, as the time, well, July, but June, July as, as the time to identify the players, get them in, get them in early um, because, you know, it's a massive rebuild job. It's not just bringing four or five players in and, and kind of bedding in with uh, what we've got. Um, you know, you, you're literally rebuilding the whole squad. Um, that squad's got to gel um, and it's got to be in place as early as possible. And at the moment, all we've got is young kids. Uh, and for me, I think it's going to be very, very difficult um, next season in, in that division. I think we're going to see more of the same. You're seeing it kind of now uh, with Hill integrating the youngsters. They're really struggling. You could probably argue there's too many in that squad uh, or in that first 11 at the moment. Um, and I think it's going to be more of the same unless you get that kind of experienced spine, which we've been crying out for for, for a long time. Um, and then you kind of integrate your, your youth players in and around that, I think it's going to be very difficult. Um, and I think it's going to be more of the same where they're going to really struggle against some really experienced, tough sides and, and tough players. Um, so, yeah, it, as I say, a lot of things are up in the air and that we, we do need a resolution sooner rather than later. But, you know, 
it's, it's, it's all right saying that, but it is, you know, selling a football club is not a two-minute task, is it? It's, there's a lot involved um, and, you know, there's, there's probably a hell of a lot of tape to get through. You think if, if the ground is included in any sale, which everyone, everyone would like the stadium to be included, well, if the stadium's included because it's the, the asset of community value, um, which the Iron Trust managed to get registered with the, with the council, there's all sort of procedure that's got to be go that's got to be followed there because obviously if Swan's going to sell the stadium, the trust actually, and, and maybe other parts are not hundred percent how it works, but the trust definitely have a chance to put in a counter offer. Uh, obviously they wouldn't if it's a, if it's a new owner, but obviously I think it was in the, with the goal in mind of keeping it as a football stadium for, for the football club, for, um, for the, you know, the long-term future. Um, but, because of that, you know, there's various things that need sorting out with that, and and it's going to take time. But you know, we we've not got much time. Let's be honest; it, it needs to be done sooner rather than later. Because otherwise, we've seen fans staying away. Um, we've seen fans saying they won't return while whilst one's here. While I don't think it's going to be a massive, you know, we're not going to see thousands back. Um, I do think it will be a considerable amount. And you know, you look on Twitter, and there's people saying, "I've got the money ready for a season ticket," but it's only if we've got new ownership, new ideas. Um, and I think there probably is a lot in that boat. Um, and their money might be the difference between having a decent, or I, I don't know, I don't know what to expect really next season. But, you know, that, that money up front for the club could allow them to get in some decent players. But at the moment, I just can't see it. And I think it's, it's a very, very difficult, delicate situation at the moment. But, yeah, it's, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Well, let's talk a little bit about next season before we go on to some comments because we've had a lot sent in. Um, you mentioned him there. I, I want to talk about Keith Hill a little bit. Where, where is he figuring in all of this? This is a, kind of a, a difficult one, isn't it, really? Because, um, you know, we, obviously we're, we're in a horrendous situation, um, you know, complete turmoil sort of off the pitch, um, you know, a squad of in, incredibly, pl- you know, poor players. Um, but, you know, Keith's um, an experienced manager and, and he has brought in quite a few of those players in, in January and we're still absolute garbage. You know, the, 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 despite that fact, there's been no fight. And I was, I've been a little bit surprised by that um, because kind of you would expected some kind of degree of sort of professionality on the pitch, some, some degree of, um, you know, sort of, I don't know really kind of players know what they're supposed to be doing. Um, but really we, we've not seen that for some weeks. There, there was a time where we, we did look better under, under um, Hill, um, but it's, that's long gone now. And, and we've been sort of abject and, and absolutely awful for a long time now, haven't we? And I think that's kind of surprised me and it's probably surprised kind of a lot of Scunthorpe fans that, that we've managed to, to kind of remain as, as bad as we are under a very experienced and kind of well-regarded manager at this level. Um, and yeah, I, I do find it incredibly strange, but what, what do we do? You know, surely sacking isn't, isn't the, um, isn't the answer. I'll, I'll, I still probably will be surprised if he's here next season. Um, I know he says he's going to be, and I know Peter Swan said he's, he, will be the manager next season, but I still think it's probably a big ask um, to expect him to drop down to kind of national league level. Um, but, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to see him stay in and kind of uh, sort of be given the summer with, with an actual budget to, to, to kind of build some sort of squad that can compete again, because again, we've not seen that for a long time, a, a squad that can compete at any level. And, and you know, I, I think that this current squad will struggle immensely to compete. Um, next love um, next next season in the conference. So um, you know the order of the day really is to get rid of absolutely all of them and probably keep some of the youngsters as as we said um, because of the investment value there and and kind of use them sparingly because I agree with what you said Matt. I think that we're using too many of them at the minute and we're just looking like an amateur team. We're looking like a public team every weekend. And um, that's not what the fans want to see. That's why there's no fight and no kind of real idea of what we're doing. You know, we can't defend, we can't attack. It's abysmal, but it's been like that for ages. But I think that, you know, that that, that needs to be what we do. Keith, Keith stays. He absolutely shreds the squad um, and brings in players who can compete. But you need money to do that to compete against um, some of the big teams, which are much bigger than us, 
um, in 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 kind of the conference next season and where we are at the moment um, with the chairman looking to sell and and with very few people um, kind of wanting to renew or buy season tickets until that situation is resolved. Um, we're in a you said a delicate position. Um, I agree. I think it's incredibly precarious, and I think that if it's it's not sort of resolved and we don't see some investment into the playing squad that we we are looking at disappearing out of the football league pyramid um, that we've seen with with clubs like Boston, with Scarborough, you know, with York, with Darlington, um, Chesterfield. Until kind of recently, they've been a bit better in the conference. All clubs are very similar sizes to us, um, and if we we don't get the budget right and um, what we need next season, then we're going to be looking at another season of relegation. Um, and it, to be quite honest, if, if we went down and we, we played the same squad that we've got now, we would get relegated probably by Christmas, I'm afraid, um, because they wouldn't be able to cope um, because it's a tougher league than League Two. Um, there's probably more money in it at the minute as well. Um, you know, so that's where we are. Um, I've gone off on a tangent a little bit, but I think for now, I'd like to see um, the current manager stay um, under the proviso that he does actually get some funding this time um, because he didn't get much in January and he brought in some absolute shite. So that's where we are, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of ways of looking at it, um, I suppose. And one is that you look at his track record, um, you know, he, he is a, he has been a decent manager in the past and you think, could we could we get someone in or, you know, for next season um, with a better track record? Who knows? I, I honestly don't know. I don't know if we, we could or not. He appears to want to stay, but obviously we don't know whether there's a contract signed or whether that's been agreed sort of verbally. I don't know. It's Again, that's not really been confirmed. Um, but, you know, if he's here for another year, um, if, if they're saying he's here for another year, then then so be it. But, you know, if if new owners come in, they might, might not. Fancy Hill, they might, you know, want their own man in charge, which which so often happens. Um, so again, there's, I don't think it's cut and dry that he will be the manager next season. Um, and you look at it, you know, he's very experienced in League Two, um, done really well with teams in League Two. But m- one of my main concerns is that he's never really, well, he's never managed at the National League level. Um, and I don't know, you, you look at the teams that come up from that that level and they've all got managers that have kind of been in and around that level for a few years or, you know, they've, they've had experience of it. Um, and, you know, that, that worries me a little bit because, you know, I, I don't know whether he's got enough knowledge on, on that level. And, I'm, you know, he's a very experienced manager. and I don't want to be disrespectful, but, you know, I just think potentially that there may be someone else out there that's worked on a limited budget in the National League that we could maybe convince to, to come in. Um, but as it happened, you know, at this moment in time, it sounds like he's going to be here next season. And, and you know, we unfortunately, we, either way, you know, we, we've got to get behind him. Um, you know, I'm just disappointed with how it's all, all happened, really, because, um, you know, I did expect better. Um, you know, his, his record this season has been abysmal. And the players that he brought in in January, I know, you know, you, you've got to, Yes, he, he had a really poor budget to work with. Yes, he, he's kind of just essentially rearranged the the deck chairs on the on the Titanic. But um, you know the players that he brought in, um, you know, there's there's many of those now that are not even getting in the side. I think Feeney is the one that's kind of been there, been a mainstay. Um, and obviously Grant, when he's when he's been uh, when he wasn't suspended, he's been kind of playing week in week out. But some of the others that were brought in. Um, you know, Nuttall's back on the bench now and, and Burns, you know, we've not seen much of Burns and Pike as well. You know, we, we've not seen much of him on a regular basis. So, um, although we brought the players in and he brought the players in, I actually, yeah, you know, he, he's not actually been playing them that much. So, you know, whether they were a, an upgrade on, on what we had, um, I don't think they were, but, you know, he, he had to do something, I suppose, in January and, and was limited by what he could do and, and unfortunately it's, it's been nowhere near good enough but I just think he, he talks a good game you know you listen to his interviews and, and you can't help but like him really I think he's you know he comes across well um, but again there's, there's got to be you know there's got to be something for the fans to kind of look forward to next season it's, it's okay um, coming out and, and 
basically coming out with all these words, but you know, there's, there's got to be action behind it. And at the moment, I'm not convinced that, that he's the man um, to take us forward. Now, it's a shame because I thought he would be. I thought he would be the man that came in and steadied the ship. And you know, I hope he proves me wrong, but um, I just can't see it. I just think, you know, we, if it was me, um, new owners, I'd, I'd be looking at someone who's got experience in the national league. Um, and and that can work with with a relatively limited budget. Uh, who knows that level? Because you're going to need players, national league players, you know that that have been there, done it at that level, um, to kind of complement what we've got at the moment, which is essentially a few talented-ish young kids. You know that that's not going to be enough. So we, for me, we need someone who knows the level. But if it's Hill, you know, we, we've got to get behind him. We've got to get give him you know, a summer, if it is going to be, um, to kind of mould the team. Um, as I say, he says all the right things, but, you know, the, the, I think it's time that, you know, something was, we, we saw some tangible evidence that, that he is going to move the club forward. And I'm not sure we've, we've seen anything as yet. Um, you know, I think he's saying something when um, we'd have been no worse off with, with Cox in charge at the moment, let's be honest. Um, we, we probably, yes, we would be relegated, but, you know, it's Hill as apart from a few games when he first came in, we we looked okay. We, we started drawing some games, but actually, um, yeah, not not been very good at all to be honest, and and I've been really disappointed with him. Okay, um, all right. Well, you, you like you're saying he's talking a good game and all of this, but like the interview yesterday, what what about that? Yeah, I mean, this is it. I mean, you can listen to him, and you know, he does he does the ones in the week and. And you can find yourself agreeing with him at, at certain things. Um, and, you know, he, he comes out with a lot of words and, you know, I think he's a likeable guy, but sometimes, and we've seen it with other managers, that he starts to, you, you start to think, is this, is this guy for real? You know, is he, is he a little bit delusional? And I think we saw it with McCall, you know, the various, Andy Dawson. Um, you, could, you could go through the list, really, and we, we've kind of seen that. Um, you know, and... Um, one one manager I did think a little bit at, at the time was Adkins, and I know he turned out fantastic and and our best ever manager. You, you'd have to say, um, but there were days in the championship, and you turned him on, you know, after the game, and and you're just thinking, what's he what's he on about? You know, you've, you've just been beaten four 0 or whatever, and he's, he's coming out with all the positives, and and um, you know, at, at times then you just wanted to throw the radio out the window when you were when you were kind of hearing Atkins speak and I think we're in a similar situation with Hill where he's, he's really positive um, tries to find the positives in in kind of any situation but sometimes it does come across as a little bit you know delusional the fans probably can see right through it really um, and that's what I mean when I say you know he, he comes out with all these words he talks a good game but but you know there's a time where you know you've got to put that into action and we've got to see evidence on the pitch that, that what they're working towards in training and, and all these things is actually going to kind of come to fruition because um, because yeah I think he's it's difficult because after the game you know you're in you're in the heat of the moment after the game you're upset you're disappointed but then some of the some of the things he does say um, you know it's sort of very samey isn't it it's the, it's the same old stuff every week and there's not a lot of progress being made on the pitch if any um, and I think that's what will probably rub, rub fans up the wrong way um, ultimately in the end Right Matt let's let's go over to you then so we've asked for comments haven't we so let's start of go through some of those as we start to bring this to a close so yeah take us through some So I put a tweet out um, earlier today just to try and kind of get some reaction just from um, you know fans who obviously never be quite you know very happy at the moment and I'll kind of I'll just pick some out and I'm just going down my um kind of timeline so the first one um Ian Moore says um so much wasted resource over the last four to five years and um, being told repeatedly that the budget isn't there but imagine we hadn't wasted um so much on crap players and sacking managers um our recruitment was the envy of league one and league two a few years ago there's net a way back for this Scunthorpe United. So George Young said, stop being angry years ago. Um, now he's just sad. Um, this has been in the in the post for five to six years um, when we throw money at the team um, and not putting any foundations in place to support that long term. Um, but, you know, 
and even if we could see it coming um not sure anybody thought it would be this bad you know it's a good point i probably agree with that um just jump in there Matt, actually because that's a really good point about yeah. foundations and things like that and i think when swan came in he promised the new stadium he promised this and that oh you know that that was the plan for the club um but even when we were sort of doing well in league one i thought at the time, there could have been more effort. You know, the training pitch is awful. Um, you know, players, ex-players have joked how bad it is. You know, that, that one that's that's at the club opposite, um, which which used to be the overspill car park. Um, you know, players take the piss out how bad that is. You know, play, players that have left. Um, I think Jack King called it, you know, farmer's field, basically. Uh, I saw that on Instagram. Um, but, you know, there, there was a time there when, you know, we were doing well on the pitch and it could have been really... You know, useful for for the club to. I know we started with the under twenty threes, but we kind of sacked that off um, for financial reasons. But it would have been a good time to look at some training facilities, try and kind of get some really top facilities rather than just just that field, and kind of build that way, um, bringing the youth through and and trying to utilise the under twenty threes a bit more. I know we we didn't, did we? Kind of stick at it for long enough. Um, but I think that's a really good point that, um, you know, we, we tried to do all these things, but, you know, there could have been more investment, I think, at the time um, into the facilities and things like that. I mean, I think I would have preferred that than a new stadium uh, or, you know, all, all the talk of a new stadium and a real plan and sort of a pathway for the, the youngsters to, to kind of come through. Um, that to me, would have made more sense than, than spending the money on on the stadium. And we know the stadium's tired, but, you know, there, there was a an opportunity there when things were going OK um, to really build things behind the scenes and, you know, build up from from that point of view. And I, I don't think we ever we ever did that. And that's a massive shame because I think we had some good staff in place at the time, um, you know, football, footballing-wise as well, and, and things were going OK. Um, and then, you know, ever since then, it's just been sort of cut catalogue of areas really hasn't it and, and just a downward spiral since then but yeah I think that's a really good comment um, completely agree yeah and I suppose kind of like you'd think that despite the fact we spent so much money on players trying to get into the championship the fact that they, these players were training on on basically the surface of the moon and and kind of picking up so many injuries um, which has kind of been a problem for us for quite a while hasn't it really you know they thought they would have addressed that with some other funding but obviously not but again just more financial mismanagement I suppose um Another one, um, let's move on to a few more. Um, Andrew Gravel says, does Hill seriously um, believe the young players are the future? Worrying if so, I'd be happy to wave goodbye to every single player. I'm not sure they are even non-league quality, but worried that recruitment could be just as bad if Swan is still the owner in the summer. Um, we obviously picked up on that, didn't we? Jamie Morgan says, I never ever thought that things would ever be so bad at this football club, a club that was once proud to be about. We were looked up to by so Many other so-called uh, small clubs um, in these last two seasons particularly have been un- unacceptable. Um, Sale Iron has, has kind of put a little thread together and he said, I've supported the club for over 50 years. It is critical to the, to the town's identity and its biggest community asset. But we've seen it mismanaged by an owner who, was, who appears to have no sense that his biggest responsibility is as a custodian of the club, as a community asset. Um, he has been unaccountable on a board that comprises his family. The failure to engage and be open with fans and to learn from and take responsibility for mistakes has been fatal. Uh, and it's a shameful and desperately sad chapter in the club's history. Um, and he kind of finishes with if, if we ever bounce back from this it could be a question of decades rather than years um, I'd be on sad and angry for myself but also for the youngest players who will be deprived of a league uh, uh, who will be deprived of league football um, I think that's quite a good one actually um, Kyle Gack says um, I pretty much gave up on the team a couple of years ago it's been so obvious where we were heading for at least five years managed decline and bad organisation right from the top and uh, this is quite an interesting one, actually, from Ryan Middleton. He says, my biggest concern yesterday was when Hill says um, we can't compete financially with the likes of Leighton Orient. Um, why we've been competing with teams like these, uh, like that for years. They're hardly massive. Um, Hill completely threw the towel in around a month ago. Um, where have so many players gone? 
Um, and that's kind of a good point, isn't it, really? Because um, a lot of players would be going a well, and we kind of spoke about that a little about that a little bit earlier, didn't we? Like kind of Burns, you know, who kind of start, started rel- relatively solidly, and he's just sort of disappeared off the face of the earth. And uh, uh, you know, there's a few more, but I'll, I'll kind of just wrap it up with this one, really, from um, from Alex. Um, not even angry anymore, just completely disillusioned. Probably the worst four years ever put together by a professional football club has took its toll on me. Swan has chewed me up and spat me out. He needs to go before the end of May, otherwise we will be relegated again. And I agree with that. And, and you know, very, very kind of sim- similar sentiments. There's a few more, but they, they cover very much the same kind of um, sort of dismay, really, I suppose. Yeah, just actually just looking at that thread as well, Matt, there's just just one there that I think might end on maybe uh, from Tom Holdsworth says, who do we build a team around next season? And that's, I think it's an interesting point. I mean, it's, I mean, you've put none of them, haven't you at the minute? But yeah, (laughs) it's basically true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not normally you, you can kind of identify one or two players that you expect to be there next season, um, you know, and and who've kind of got strengths and, and they may, you know, kind of do well in, in any kind of team setup. But I think unfortunately at the moment, from from my perspective, none to be honest, um, you know, embarrassingly bad to call themselves professional footballers. Um obviously we'll want to keep some of the younger players just because of the development potential and kind of the, the new model that the, the club wants to kind of build around to be more sustainable. And, and you know, th- th- there is some kind of um some, some talent in some of the youngsters we've got, but realistically the the kind of seasoned pros um in inverted commas there, um really they they should be all turfed out and um, removed from the club to be quite honest because none of them are um, good enough to play in the football league and I doubt any of them will be good enough to play in the national league unfortunately so that's kind of where I am on that one and I think it's just another wholesale rebuilding job and we've had a few of those haven't we so um, yeah I'm not particularly optimistic. What about Feeney? I'm not saying build around him but what about Feeney? Um, I mean probably one of the only ones I would think would probably be okay um, as long as his legs, you know, kind of. I think he's up. here next season. That's all, isn't it? I'm <laughs> sure he said he's one that's yeah. was on a two year. I, I think, think so. With, yeah. <clears throat> with with Feeney, you know, he's not given given his age and his legs are going a little bit. You know, he's not an out and out winger, is he? So I think you, you're looking at where you could fit him. I think more than more than anything in the in the side. But I do agree. I think. He's probably one of the only ones. Um, I mean, for me, I don't think we will, but I, I would have liked to see O'Malley stay. I think he's he'd be okay, um, you know. And I and I do like his attitude, um, but I don't think he's going to be here. Let's be honest. I think there'll be there'll be someone might take a punt on him. You know, Cribs done okay in the in the last sort of couple of months. It'd be interesting to see if he stays. Um, but yeah, you're looking at that younger lot. You know, I think there's you've seen enough in Crib and, and potentially Gallimore to suggest they may be okay. Um, but other than that, you know, that's that's probably it. Personally, I think Feeney, for me, he's not done a great deal, but I still think he, he might be if he signed up anyway. You know, I, I think we could we could do worse. Um, and he is that bit of experience, and, and you know, he's, he's been there and done it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him stay. Let's let's be honest. But um, but yeah, the others for me. Um, no, you know, you, you're looking at sort of um, the goalkeeper situation. Um, <laughs> I, again, I, I would give one of the young lads uh, a chance now in goal. Um, you know, people are saying, you know, if it wasn't for Watson, we, we may, maybe have minus 70 goal difference. But but for me, I mean, just no. recently, he's, he's been absolutely awful. Um, again, yesterday, I mean, what's he, what's he doing for that third goal? There's been exactly examples in the last few weeks um you know every, every game he's made a bit of a mistake and and people are saying that's that's our best player this season um you know for me I would cancel the the player of the season awards um because you know if he's going to win them all he'd drop them all anyway wouldn't he so, um, <laughs> so um, yeah so you know I, I think um that's just where we're at if, if he's been our player of the season it just shows how bad everyone else has been um and you know yeah, I honestly can't see any of them apart from O'Malley maybe leaving and and getting a league league club. I'd be very surprised. And and people were saying a few weeks ago, well, I think Watson will, but I honestly can't see it. Um, I just don't think any any of them. Um, be interesting to see what happens with Delaney. 
he came in for a couple of games. He looked okay, but but just recently, I mean, yesterday again, embarrassing. You know, for, yeah, supposed, supposed to be a decent defender, but yeah, just 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 awful. I know it's difficult when you've got a young <clears> lad at left back. Um, is thrown in first game and obviously he's he's skinned twice two goals early on. It's difficult for Delaney probably on that side as well, trying to trying to cover and help him out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't keep any to be honest. I mean, if we could keep O'Malley, great Feeney maybe, um, and then a couple of the young lads. But again, we don't want to be in a situation where all of those young lads are, are playing. Um, and Jay Rowe might be. Okay, as sort of a utility player, um, you know he, oh. he puts a lot of effort in. But for me, you know, for a for League Two week in week out, he's, he's just not up to it. I don't think. But you know, at National League, he might be okay. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But yeah, I just don't think um, any of them are good enough, um, and that's just where we are. Uh, you know, I agree with that. And I think one of the frustrating things with O'Malley is he, even though when he plays, we don't seem to kind of take advantage of his biggest asset was biggest his biggest asset um which is his ability to kind of deliver the dead ball um which is incredibly frustrating he's got a great left foot um but I think that he he'll be more than capable to play in, in a decent kind of league two side um so I can't see him staying you know he someone's going to snap him up um you know I, you know Watson as well I mean you know come on he, the, he, he's really the, the problem is I think if he was to say he would struggle more in non-league than he would in League Two because there's going to be a lot more aerial balls. Um, there's going to be a lot more kind of robust play, if you like. And and we know he can't take a cross and he can't catch. So um, that's another disaster waiting to happen, which has been every time we've started the season with him as number one. And again, we've seen it again this season, despite the fact that um, pretty much everybody can see it. Um, and our best player this season, yeah, can't give it the rest. The guy's useless. Right. I think... Let's end there. So, yeah, that, that's it then. It's done. Um, National League next season. Let's, I, let's have it. We'll come back again soon because I, I am genuinely quite interested to see what the reaction is on Monday. As you say, Matt, there's the grassroots day. So, you know, I imagine the turnout's not going to be significantly altered because um, I think it will have been boosted for that anyway. Um, but it will be interesting to see sort of what the atmosphere is like, what the reaction towards the players is. And, and yeah. Um, right. Thank you very much for listening to this. We'll see you on the next one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.